Hi, it's Mark here. What you're about to hear is a sample of one of our bonus episodes, which we release once a month alongside the monthly updates of Dr. Bitcoin. These episodes allow us to go into depth on certain topics that we don't have time for in the regular show, such as interesting or important elements of the Craig Wright story, interviews with those who have dealt with him in one way or another in the past, and deep dives into his legal cases. The easiest way to listen to these episodes in full is by becoming a member of the Dr. Bitcoin Supporters Club, which, for a small monthly fee, will allow you to listen to all the bonus material, past and future, in your chosen podcast app. Or, if you just want to listen to one or two, you can get them as MP3 downloads from our website for a small consideration. All the money received goes directly into paying the cost of the podcast, ensuring that we can keep on telling the Craig Wright story. For more information on our bonus content and how to get it, plus exclusive discounts for bundle downloads, head to www.drbitcoinpod.com. That's drbitcoinpod.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy this sample. Now we get to the juice in this particularly rancid barrel of oranges, the hack. Once again, cobbling together Wright's version of events and the issues raised by the developers, here's what supposedly happened. Cue the music! In August 2019, Wright tells an interviewer that the world will soon find out that court orders can force miners to move coins, for example in the event of a theft of private keys, something he says the world will soon find out. Ten months later, Wright's home is broken into by an expert hacking gang, which knocks out Wright's multiple CCTV operations and plants a pineapple Wi-Fi device behind his television. This allows them to access his home network, which they utilise to wipe 37 gigabytes worth of cloud data, which, Wright says, may or may not have included the private keys to the two addresses. Having discovered the hack, Wright, whose wife will soon sue Ira Kleiman for wiping Dave Kleiman's hard drives following his death, wipes all his hard drives, thus removing any possibility for digital forensics investigators to assess any element of the hack. He then fails to inform the police of the home invasion and the hack until the following day, potentially ruining the chance to get vital forensic clues from the scene. Wright either forgets or doesn't know that the wiped data, including the keys, will remain accessible with the cloud providers for 30 days after the hack, a fact that could have negated this entire lawsuit. Wright and the police keep the hack secret, despite it being worth at least $1.1 billion at the time, three times the value of the biggest robbery in Britain up to that point, missing the chance to solicit the public for eyewitnesses. When Wright finally does mention the hack three weeks later, it isn't to ask for help in getting his coins back, but is instead in the context of suing the developers of three blockchains, claiming they failed in their fiduciary duty to prevent the coins from being taken out of his control. The contents of the two addresses remain untouched to this day, which either means that the hackers are binding their time to move the coins, or they can't get access after all, a major oversight for such an operation, and one you'd have thought they would have planned for. They also, like good hacking gangs, left evidence of their deeds behind them in the form of the pineapple device, which Wright handed over as proof that the hack definitely happened. <coughs> Having relied on the funds to secure the $15 million bailout from Calvin Eyre, Wright no longer has the ability to pay Eyre back, and there is no suggestion from Wright that he had insured the assets, despite cryptocurrency insurance products being available in the UK at the time. Luckily, however, Eyre doesn't hold a grudge and writes off the debt, 
unperturbed by the fact that Wright kept, lost, and then failed to retrieve when it was piddlingly easy the private keys to the one feeks address. <coughs> Meanwhile, the paper wallet itself is supposedly still sitting in a Singapore vault, which Wright could have retrieved at any point in the last three years to move the coins to his own address, but has chosen, instead, to launch an expensive multi-year lawsuit. <coughs>